previously on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. And the thing about the Betty bomber was, of course, none of the Japanese airplanes had self-sealing fuel tanks. But the if I remember on the Betty bomber, the fuel tank was part of the wing. Like it was structurally, there, there was no fuel cell they within just, the wing. It they was just... just Part of the they wing. put some flex seal on the inside of that wing and made it a gas exactly. Tank. So, you know, F4F Wildcat pilots and and every other American pilot that ever put rounds on one, I mean, they would just flame up ridiculously fast. The What's the Scuttlebutt podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are found. You can also download the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast as well as all podcasts on the Digital 410 network at d hyphen. 410.com. Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up, OG5? It's Tuesday. I hope we're coming through loud and clear. I got all the audio issues figured out for once yesterday. Let me move mouse number two over to the other desk so I don't get confused. Let me give you a little warning. When you're running a podcast by yourself and you're running two computers at the same time, it may behoove you not to buy two of the exact same wireless keyboards and mice because things can get a little confusing when you got two keyboards and mice on your desk. Or put a big old sticker, one and two. Yep. Thing one and thing two. But anyhow, join us as always from Las Vegas, Nevada is Gordon. Gordon, how you doing tonight, Bella? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I have a gripe. I'm full of gripes lately. That's fine. We need content. So gripe away, my friend. So where I work, we uh, our department shares vehicles. There's one or two. And uh, one Now, of are these a- like work trucks? Are they like Mini Coopers? Are they... This is actually Vans. a Ford Fiesta. Ford yeah. Fiesco? I think somebody's pulling a joke on me, making me drive a Ford Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Uh, big boy in a Ford Fiesta. <gasps> but this has happened on numerous occasions. That man drives, in little coat. Drives me insane. I'm in a hurry to get to a site visit. I, I run my time very close, so I'm there five, ten minutes early. I get out there, I start up said vehicle, and it is on empty. Bastard-ass bastards. Problem is, is I'm the one who's only... It's like um, me and one other person are the only ones filling it up. Now, hold on. And I don't mind filling it up because I get... get, It gets expensed. Well, I was going to say, for those of you playing along on the home game, this isn't fill up the company work out of your pocket on your good dime. It's you turn in a receipt and get reimbursed on your paycheck. (laughs) Or they give you a company card in some businesses. Yeah. But either way, this is basically... Either, and, and this isn't a, a. He's not working with day laborers or guys who are living week to check to check. These aren't field guys drive. These are office guys driving a car. So I'm sure they have enough money in their bank to cover that. Oh, we got that fuel guy, tank he, for two weeks. He walks around like he's a baller, and this is the and a this is the caller? guy that's not filling up the car. Does he have 20 inch <laughs> blades on his Impala? Oh, I'm Bala sure he's got some tonight. classic rims and some. Some hydraulics and some uh, Dayton's on a vehicle or two. Shot collar, 20-inch blades on the end. It just drives me nuts, and I just wanted to blow up, so I, I, I was good because, you know, I'm going through some struggles right now. And I'm, Breathe I'm, out. And we'll leave it at that. Breathe in. 
Mm-hmm. And all I said, you know, it's amazing. So people walk around here like they're ballers and they can't even fill up a fucking car that they get their money back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was my passive aggressive. Uh, passive aggressive Pete, come on down. Yep. It, you know, it's either passive or passive or aggressive, 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 get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, people from you choose for... your poison, right? As much as we hate passive aggressiveness, hell, as Gen Xers, we, 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 we've heard about it, you know, and how bad it was and, and that and various TV shows and, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was, that's my vent is, Hey man, if you're a person who, uh, has to, has to share something with people, do your duty and <laughs> duty. Don't leave a duty in the seat. Mm-hmm. But you know, just take care of it, man. Yeah. If it's down to a quarter of a tank, fill her up while you're out. You know, that's always the interesting aspect of the sociology or social environment of being in an office workspace. Is you see people and the way they behave at work, and you wonder, oh, are they yeah. like that at home? I've seen some shit in the bathrooms that I, it fucking concerns Literally. me, dude. <laughs> Literally, like people like blow up a toilet. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said toilet, but a toilet and uh, like either A, they won't flush everything down or B, they leave crumbs like on the seat, like the world's worst confetti just all the way around the edge of the seat and they walk out. Now, I knew who it was and it was amazing this shit disappeared after this person left the the job but mm, uh yeah and you know it was it just and it's some gross mother effers out there no to be a little fair i can understand if there's no to be to- fair if there's no toilet cleaning apparatus in the bathroom oh no there's toilet cleaning apparatus yeah so if there's no cleaning toilet toilet cleansing apparatus i you know i maybe some of these f- people feel like you know that since you know they're in an Organized boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company. You gotta get the toilet brush union out here to scrub my shit up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't know. They're just too good to take care of it, or they're that unaware. The thing it would drive us all crazy at the radio station. I don't know if the sink was extra low. I don't know if we had somebody at the office other than myself. It was extra tall, and you see this in the public restrooms as well. Now it wasn't me because I been manscaping since way back in the day who are these cats that get pubes on top of the on top of the urinal and on top of the sink <laughs> and by the way this segment is not by brought to you by manscape however i can confirm that stuff works but who now the sink i can kind of get i guess maybe you have wayward pubes that are on your hands and so when you go wash your hands they end up in the sink but who are the how are you cleaning your junk off in front of the sink? I don't know. You go to the bathroom, you'll see pubes in the sink. You'll see it not in the urinal, literally. It's on not top. no. It's not beard hairs, right? No, they're they're pubes. It, yeah, it's always it, we, we can never understand it. it. It's like how do you get pubes on top of the urinal? Are you like literally grabbing handfuls of it and then when you go to flush, <laughs> dropping it like little Johnny Pube seed, spreading your pubes from far and wide? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's just, yeah, it's so gross. But um. I'm going to do something I've never done. Um, I'm going to open up some Amazon stuff. Not that they're random. Holy packages. shit. We've got a, uh, we've got a unboxing. So well, to speak as we're talking this about is some hot pod. For those ta- of you who's just well, this listening. Is, no, this is a benefit for those of you who tune in because less people tune in on video than they do in the audio. But in my new, my new career, if you will, 
Um, I'm still doing computer, but I'm doing more um, desk-based computer work because everything's done remotely. It's managed services. So now, okay. We have customers I- all over the all over the country, so we're logging into domain controllers and firewalls through different uh, remote access. We're doing mm-hmm. shell prompt stuff, and so now I've gone from driving around all day to sitting on my ass all day. What, welcome to getting fat. Well, the nice thing is, is the boss and the owner of the company is active in doing the same thing we do because you know we have enough work that you know. Eventually, we, we hope to have enough manpower that he can focus on other things. But from time to time, and re- up to recently, before he hired his new staff, because he just relocated from California, you know, he was... He's one of the good ones, right? Well, not that. He's still, you know, because he's been doing it so much over the last year until he got a new staff, he still knows what it's like to be in the realm, and he's at heart a computer guy. He built all this stuff up from the ground up. So you're saying he hasn't lost touch? Correct. To the okay. fact that even he wears headphones while working, listening to music. So unless we're on oh, a phone shit. call, unless we're on a phone call, it is not only accepted but almost encouraged because computer people, um, you get in that mind state. You're doing active control directory. You're creating user profiles. You're doing GPO rollouts, and you, so. You want to concentrate and block out all the back. So anyhow, I bought some super cheap. I brought, I took in like my earbuds from the gym with me, and they're super, super short cables, but they've been working. But I want to wait. Make, you can still plug into your uh, phone. No, I plug directly into my computer and listen to uh, Spotify right through the web browser. No, my oh, phone. Somebody's been catching up on on some podcasts. My phone's Bluetooth, um, but I had some crappy. Earphones. Now, of course, I have my bows, my um, bows, my um, what the fuck these are called? Uh, Beats by Dre that you know all patched together and looking. The, the cables are all dry rotted. You can't find. Look like are, you found them in the trash. These are like six hundred dollar <laughs> headphones. You can't find replacement wires, even though they disconnect. No. And then back when Dave was here, I bought a pair of decent a- AKGs. These are these weren't super expensive, but they're nice headphones. But I, I don't want to drag those to work. So I was on Amazon perusing the the headphones. And I want over ears to kind of provide a little noise canceling because I got two guys behind me and talking and on the phone and whatever. So I went on Amazon. I got these for $9.99 on sale. Now, you listen to music or mainly podcasts? A little both. Bit both. Depends on if you need rhythm or not, right? So these were only $9 on sale. like christmas eight dollars of it is in packaging another pair of akgs i got oh, a pair nice. of akg i want to see i want to compare them to the ones dave used to wear they may be the same same model maybe why they're on sale but considering you can buy super cheap knockoffs for ten dollars at office max or get some akgs on amazon for nine dollars yeah. they don't actually, look like they've ever been used no they definitely haven't they kind of look almost nicer than the ones I had. Don's losing the battle with the packaging right now. You know, they have a, um, there's a terminology for that. It's called um, package rage. <laughs> have you ever had package rage? Okay, so these no are. No answer? N- um, a little bit. Um, I don't know. For $9, they look great. Now, here's the fun thing. People don't realize this, and I never realized it either until I started working in radio. Mm-hmm. And you listen to a, a 
some voices four hours a day every day through the same headphones, and then one day you forget your headphones. Yep. And so you go grab somebody else's headphones. Uh huh. How much different? How different you sound through just a different set of headphones. Now I've been wearing these headphones in this podcast studio since 2017, so I'm going to quickly switch to these new ones and see how mu- if it sounds better or worse than the Beats by Dre. I think he's going to find they sound better because his chords are all patched up. Hello. So the question is, is, does it sound better or worse? Because you've got a good, solid chord on that thing. Um, yeah, I do have a solid chord, so it doesn't cut out when I am um, not available. But it definitely has a different tone. It's not as deep. But once again, these will be work perfect for me to leave at work. And $9 headphones, but they're nice over the ear, so they'll cut out the background noise. And they'll work a hell of a lot better than the... Planet Fitness $4 earbuds I have there now. Well, I wear my Raycons hooked to my phone, and one of the reasons I wear it is we've got this person that works in our department. Thank God she's not there a lot, but it's like somebody released a macaw. She's very loud, very loud, and and those actually drown it out. Between that and the Vornado fan I have, I have my door shut. I can almost not hear this person, so uh, I get it. Now, I have been running so many races. Carrie, oh, shit. He's got a second package. Well, yes, I do. Yeah, um, this is some hot pod for my For Christmas, like a year or two ago, Carrie got me the, my, my, it's a, basically it holds running bibs and all the medals. But I have so many damn medals now that they're. You should make a wind chime out of them. It basically is. And so I just quickly went on and got another one so that I can start splitting up my medals from my 5k my 10k and put maybe all the ocr ones on one so it's just basically more shit to hang on my wall here in the podcast studio okay so that wraps up all that stuff you know we cover a lot of stuff here on the podcast and lately we've been talking a lot of food related stuff particularly restaurants and last week we brought up that of the tipping culture when Uh and when you do not tip have you done a tiktok on this yet no You'd probably get nuked. I, I don't mind getting nuked. It's actually it's those are the type of videos you want. You want you want to put up videos where the people watch them argue amongst themselves, because then every time they reply back to the other person, go suck a dick. It's one. It counts as engagement. And TikTok shares it with other people, but um. So I was surfing through my phone, and as we all know, Google listens to the things you do and talk about and look at, and they offer up suggestions. And here's here's a way of looking at this that I've never considered. This comes from MarketWatch.com. Money analysts, quote, I don't believe servers should be making $50 an hour. They get paid as much as nurses. If a waiter making $15 an hour, if a waiter is now making $15 an hour in California, do I really need to tip them 20%? And when you put it that way, like, hold, wait a minute. In California, at $15 an hour plus 20% tip, on average, they would be making the same salary as a fucking ER nurse. That's a crazy concept. Uh, and yes, I get it. It's a difficult job. I've waited tables for a long time. Mm-hmm. But even I am like, you know. It says, Dear Quentin, my wife and I had an argument over tipping a server. Can you please help us resolve this? It turned into a bit of an issue. In California, servers are making right under $14 an hour in restaurants. 
with fewer than 25 employees and $15 an hour in restaurants with over 25 employees. So long gone are the days when we were paid $3 an hour or less, as we were talking about on the last podcast, you know. They made two eighteen an hour in Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah, most of the Midwestern states, of course, you and I haven't waited since back in the day, but back in the day it was you made three, three to $4 an hour because you made tips. That was part of your, your hourly well, wage. When I moved to Las Vegas, it was the first time I made $9 an hour as a server plus tips. Because mm-hmm. we don't have tip credit here, and and the reason was is I wasn't going to j- hop on the first electrical contractor that came my way. I wanted to kind of figure out the town and figure out which is the good people to work for and the bad, you know. So I said, I'll wait some tables. I'll pay some bills. Fortunately, the girl I was with at the time uh, had a gambling addiction I didn't know about until I moved down here. Yeah, it's a good place to live when you have a gambling addiction in Las yeah. Vegas. Place where you can lose your paycheck at a gas station on slot machines. So it goes on to say, I tip over $20 on a $100 bill, but my argument is that the standard tip should no longer be 20% on a bill, even before tax. It should be lower than that because the average server now falls in a group of making a good hourly rate. Yes, if they made $15 an hour in Ohio, but in California where rent is on an apartment, it's damn near three grand a month, argument to be made, but... Once again, the nurses aren't getting a cost of living increase either, so his argument still stands. I don't believe the service should be making $50 an hour if they get paid as much as nurses. I understand that they do not always make that much, but I do tip, so I'm guessing I'm griping. Should I be less generous? That is the question. And the answer, is it a bit snarky or is it actually introspective? Well... We'll have to strap in because this is an editorial. Um, Let me just see. Super liberal editorial? Well, it's money market, so it just gets into finances. Um, Member of the money. Money is Facebook. I physically demanding job, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Nurses in in general, medical, and surgical offices earn a medium annual salary of $85,000 an hour in the United States, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Compare that to less than $29,000 a year for servers who are on the front lines. That's a bit much. Of wild swing. How much do they pay in education? How much is their student loans as a server? Well, now obviously here in Florida, our servers don't make that much, but that's a good point. So in California, $15 an hour plus tips are making roughly $50, whereas the starting annual pay in the state of Florida is about $42,000 a year. The only difference is that's $42,000 a year for working like 138 days, <laughs> give or take, maybe 200. So my thought on this, paying service people more and that is maybe, okay, give them a little raise, but how about let's offset it with benefits, mm-hmm. with insurance, with, you know, something to entice them to be there because, and I get it, you know, hey, they're young people, they don't need insurance. Well, Actually, they do, and if you do that, that helps shore up the insurance companies because they're the ones who's not using it as much. Well, it's interesting and that you point that that's out. That's what pays the people who are getting older, <clears throat> myself, uh, and the older people. That's what helps shore up that money to be there. Well, it's interesting you point that out because you and I were talking about because I recently got a new job that you know when people are applying for jobs or submitting resumes that they oftentimes don't calculate the money that. They, you know, the hourly rage increase that would e- 
equals what they're getting in health benefits and dental benefits and things yeah, like it's that. It's an easy maybe $10,000 more a year that you should add to that salary that you make. You know, depending on which it could be five thousand, could be ten thousand. It's a it's a range. It's all generic numbers at this point, but it does actually raise your actual salary, especially and, if there's four hundred one k involved mm-hmm. that they match. And so, Market Watch went on to say, even if servers in California are making exactly the same wages as other uh, as another profession that you hold in a higher regard, that does not take into account vacation time, health insurance, retirement, and other benefits. Service staffs. Uh, Nurses and doctors, they get these benefits, whereas most, with the exception of Starbucks, I will say, you know, everybody complains. Uh, about, Applebee's too. We had insurance at Applebee's. People would complain about five dollar coffees, but my daughter worked there and she got medical insurance and dental insurance. So, yeah, but some people are still so disgruntled they want to make a union on an employee-owned company. <laughs> Let's flash back to two thousand one. There's a naive little guy named Don Abernathy. He's a bit of a cowpoke if you will corn-fed midwesterner born in kentucky raised in ohio spent the summers in kentucky did you drink a lot of fagos back then drank a lot of fagos wasn't exactly rich being a corn-fed cowpoke hold on living in the hilltop you're still looking down on the bottoms yes but being a corn-fed cowpoke growing up in the midwest to me at least at the time, when I think of entry-level positions for high school kids and 15-year-olds who get work permits, the number one job that comes to mind is the grocery store bagger. Or the fast food restaurant. Fast food restaurant or the grocery store bagger. Mm-hmm. Now, in, 19, in 2001, I had just finished year three of building ambulances, and I had worked my way up from a Astounding 1990 hourly wage of 950 to 12 dollars an hour. You're balling, weren't you? High balling. I was only paying three dollars and fifty cents, three three hundred and fifty cents a month for my townhouse on the west side of Columbus, right down the street from uh, oh, what was that? Gantz Park. Yes, you used to uh, play for. We used uh, to play frisbee, frisbee golf, golf at the old Gantz Park, within walking distance of the United Dairy Farmers. That staggering three fifty a month, it strapped me down. But hey. It was a lot cheaper than rent nowadays. So imagine now, my that's, surprise. That 350 a month was that, and your your income is that covering just yourself? No. Or was it a uh, a, a family, so uh, to speak? Uh, a family plus one who, as formerly mentioned, liked to buy cars at the auto auction and then sell them through the newspaper out of my house. So that when I got home from working ten hours a day, my phone rang nonstop with no okay. no um, benefit or bonus financially to the household. <laughs> Sounds like the type of person they'd be from Kentucky. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky. The parts of Kentucky where their accent's so thick, they knew you're out of town when you're there. But anyhow, I digress. Do they have subtitles? (laughs) Banjos are falling out? No, they literally say, you ain't from around here, are you? Because you don't have the the southeastern tags. But anyhow, I digress. Oh, yeah. So color my surprise when I moved to California in 2001. And I was there a few short months. When I started seeing picket lines. Picket lines? Yes, in front of grocery stores. I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm seeing housewives getting yelled at for crossing the picket line. Interestingly enough, strikers didn't yell at six foot five, 174 pounds at the time, because I look like a heroin addict. Um 
color me surprised. Oh, here's a headline. The LA Times grocery strike rocks Southern California 16 years ago today, and it may happen again. Color me surprised when I found out that there was a grocery bagger union. Oh, 100%. And they were on strike. Now, yep. once again, as I just laid out, I'm a cowpoke. I'm corn fed. I'm from Kentucky, a place where grocery bagger jobs were your entry level jobs for kids who just turned 15 and got their work permit and they made at the time probably $4.50 an hour. And I just came from building ambulances making $12 an hour and I was good pay at the time. And as I'm going to school for computers and I'm looking for jobs and I'm not being picky, I'm literally applying at Wendy's and KFC and I finally got a job part-time working at Sears putting toolboxes and TVs and other large items into cars that were way too small because people didn't measure twice before buying items. Dude, we got an Ikea next to us. You should see the shit show. Oh, yeah. Imagine my surprise coming from building ambulances for three years at $12 an hour to find out that the bag workers union in 2001 who were on strike because they weren't getting paid enough, A, were not complied and made up of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, or even 20 year old kids. We Nay, grizzled old guys with. They uh, were 30, 40, 50 year old cats. Making in 2003, which they were demanding wasn't enough money, $14.50 an hour to bag groceries at Albertsons and Vons. Meanwhile, I'm going to school. I just left an industrial job making $12 an hour living high on the hog back in Ohio. Now I'm working at Sears part-time for $7.25 an hour going to school for computers. I'm thinking, hmm, I bet I could bag groceries. But that's not even the crux of it. Let me see even this little article. Tens of thousands of workers at Albertsons, Vons, Pavilions, and Ralph stores spanning San Diego, blah, 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 were locked out starting in October 2003. So actually it was right before I left. Did they say how these fuckers were on strike for like six or seven months? Not three days. Not. It got to the point where, like I said, when it first happened, they would yell at you for crossing the picket lines and a lot of people were reluctant to do it. But after three months, you're like, dude, I need fucking groceries and I'm not going to Dollar General. And But I got to think, it's like, dude, you're part of a union. The union is supposed to have your back, quote unquote. But here you are picketing for six months. At what point do you realize, A, the union doesn't have my back, and B, I'm standing on the sidewalk actively picketing for eight hours a day for six months for my right to bag groceries? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? It just dumbfounded me. And then a short time later, self-checkout came into play. Now, my um. Well, interestingly enough, is, hold on. This story that I'm reading is from 2019. Let's just give this. Grocery uh, strike rocked Southern California 16 years ago, and it may happen again this 2019. Um, as we just read, tens of thousands. Grocery shoppers had to choose whether they walk past workers picketing in the cold. It's Southern California, not that fucking cold. Those who did find themselves, the shelves half empty and uh, sought groceries for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I remember. I couldn't believe that these people were picketing during the holidays. Um, others looked elsewhere, flocking to Trader Joe's and Costco and forming a new shopping habits that uh, bolstered the food chain's fortune. Early next week, members of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union in Southern Calif and Central California plan to vote on whether to authorize another strike. This time, 46,000 unionized workers negotiations have stalled on the new contract at Albertsons, which owns Vons and Pavilions and Ralph's. 
Let's see how much no, are they wanting for this that's time. That's wrong. Ralph's is owned by hey, Kroger. Pamela Hill, 58, a 23-year-old, a 23-year veteran of Albertson who works in the store in Crenshaw Boulevard in Los Angeles, um, is ready to send the message. A cashier and safety trainer, she plans to vote yes on or- authorizing a new UFCW strike. And here she is. I was ready in 2003, but I'm more than ready now. How much are they wanting an hour? What are they? Hold on. She is so wrong. I just double-checked. Ralph's is actually owned by Kroger. Well, it, it, it goes on to say this. Um, Albertson's, Vons, Pavilions have combined 342 stores and 29,000 unionized employees in Southern California. Ralph's, in, division of, in Southern California, Ralph's, a division of Kroger Company, has 190 stores and 17,000 employees involved. Albertson said that in a statement that Los Angeles Times that the strike vote was premature and will cause the employees and customers undue concern. Obviously, the vote didn't go through because this was back in 2019. But yeah, I kind of get the, I kind of get the clerks and the people working in the deli. But once again, these this wasn't this was the actual grocery baggers. How much was rent when you moved to California versus Ohio at your three fifty a month? So I was paying three fifty a month for a two bedroom, two story townhouse. That's right. Two thousand and one. Townhouse in two thousand one. When I left California, part of my deciding factor to move to beautiful Cape Coral, Florida, his dad was wanting to retire early. He wanted to move closer to the family but not deal with the cold. And he said, Hey, you can stay out here in California. Working your job at Lunar Pages Web Hosting for $13 an hour. Or you can move with us to Florida. And luckily, Lunar Pages gave me my computer and said, hey, work from home for the same $13 an hour. But to answer your question, Gordon, we all know what a studio apartment is, right? I've lived in one. That's basically an open room with a toilet and a sink. Also known <laughs> as an efficiency. A studio apartment in the bad side of Long Beach. I'm talking about the side of Long Beach where... I'm talking about the site of an LBC where Snoop Dogg shot his earliest videos. I actually drove okay. by that record store when I hung the, went the wrong direction on PCH trying to get to Huntington Beach. I hung a right instead of a left. It was like my first week there. And I saw that Meager 6 store and I said, oh, I need to turn around. $1,000 a month in 2003 for a studio apartment so in Long like Beach. three grand a month now. So let's just, you know, <laughs> average, let's see, um... Studio, you keep talking while I type this up. Yeah, that uh, that 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 whole thing is interesting. I do remember once when I was uh, a me a measly little apprentice electrician in Ohio. I was driving to my home up in Westerville at the time, and I look over, and there were actually picketers outside of Walgreens. <laughs> okay, now I will say this place looks nice, dog friendly, cat friendly. In a unit, in unit washer, dryer, and dishwasher, studio apartment, Long Beach, California, between $2,600 and $3,388 in this particular nice place. That's a studio. Here's another one between it, less nice, not as new, but um, this was in unit washer and dryer once again in Long Beach. This is over on uh, Volta on the Pines, over on Pine Avenue in Long Beach. Between twenty three ninety nine and twenty seven ninety six a month, that is double my mortgage payment. Yeah, it's, I tell you, one we talked last week, one bedroom apartments here are running 
fifteen hundred and up, and that's that's more than what I pay for my mortgage. Studio apartment, dog friendly, cat friendly, in unit washer dryer and parking, plus fitness center. Fitness center is oh, a shit. perk. That's that's rocking. Twenty nine two thousand nine hundred between, depending on you get the old one or remodel between two thousand nine hundred ten to four thousand three hundred sixty a month for a studio. Imagine paying that much and then end up still charging you for parking. <sighs> Wouldn't doubt it. Uh, right. These are now. Here's one with an ocean view, um, studio apartment, dog friendly, cat friendly, in unit washer and dryer. Must be. But is sh- it bird friendly? Must be a shittier side of town because it's only maxes out at twenty six hundred dollars a month for a studio apartment. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Here, here we go. This is fun. So, Dad and I lived on Bellflower. Okay. Right off the uh, four hundred five. Right. So this house is on Bellflower Boulevard. Actually, the studio apartment's off of Bellflower, but it's um, closer to Buena Park, so it's the other direction. Still in Long Beach. Is that the one that's under the overpass? Um, so we're on we're on Bellflower for of 405. This is off Bellflower by in between the 710 and the 605. So this is actually technically in Lakewood. This was down by the mall, um, close to where that skate park and paintball place was that Dad took you. Um, studio apartment. And the bad side of town, well, not bad side, let's just say the less than desirable town, closer to Cerritos, um, $1,600 a month. So we just went from places that are twenty nine dollars to 4000 to 1200 bucks a month. So you can guess um, the quality of these beach cottages, studios, and hardwood plank floors, only $1,700 a month. But once again, these are all studios. These aren't two bedrooms. These are, you got a room, a living room. You know, a lot of it's times, like almost New York City apartment yeah. prices. Yeah. I remember Dad had his old, like, 50s-era bungalow. It was two bedrooms, mm-hmm. a living room and kitchen, no central air, a detached garage right on the main thoroughfare, right right down the street from Kelsey Long Beach. In 2003, I think he got three hundred grand for that house. It's interesting. We drove by it when Melody and him were out here. We decided to go out to Huntington Beach, and we drove by it, and there's a white picket fence in front of that house now. And whoever bought it has taken really good care of the property, which is nice to see, right? You don't want to ever go to a place that you used to have or live and to see it all run down. I'm just reading some of these comments. Blur that face, and of course I'd watch. Oh, you're talking about if I video, I should go video some uh, some IKEA madness with the people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha for sure. I gotcha. I may just do that until I get run off. Are you in OFT'd? <laughs> you done run off? Although, if I dress like a homeless person, I may not get run off. So you know. Now you were talking. This is a segment I need to make a promo for i was actually working on it when you came in but i didn't feel like sifting through 20 minutes of buford t justice clips but this is a segment we're gonna call don't you hear good no i don't and i've you, been told that lately. and you mentioned um, a song a few weeks ago what song was that you read the lyrics to that was a little anyhow it was oh, an dude, old i slept since then a lot so in the theme of don't you hear good we're all familiar with Oh My Darling, Oh My Darling, Oh My Darling, Clementine. You may have heard. Oh, You Are My Sunshine. Oh, yeah. You yes. read Are You My Sunshine. And yes. if you were our age, you probably heard the song when being sung by 
Loghorn, Floghorn, Leghorn, or other Looney Tune characters. Or, or actually, wasn't it um, Jerry's uncle, the mouse? And then no, that was Krippenhawk Sherbich. She did right, Crunchon. Yeah. But this is all my darling, all my darling, all my darling Clementine. Now this isn't the original. This is a remake of it. I won't play the whole song, but I will. So they're painting a scene there. It's in California, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You're at a minor camp, and there's some 49er. There's a one particular 49er and his young daughter, whose name is Clementine. Oh my darling, oh my darling. What's up, Mike? Oh my darling Clementine, you are lost and gone forever. Dreadful song. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. You are lost and gone forever. Dreadful sorry, Clementine. What happened to Clementine, Gordon? Did you fall down in a, in a mine? Did you get lost in a mine? You would think so, but wait, there's more. Clementine, like she was like a fairy, and her shoes were number nine. Now, clearly in the 1800s, they were looking for something oh, in the rhymes. Shoes number nine? Now, size nine was actually a pretty damn big shoe. Yeah, I'm thinking. Unless it's nine for kids. Light she was. Women's would be an eight for men. But we, so. but obviously they're looking for something that rhymes with Clementine. But anyhow, light she was, and like a fairy, her shoes were number nine. Herring boxes without tops, sandals were for Clementine. I'm not sure exactly what herring boxes are. Maybe it's some sort of package because it says herring boxes without topses, sandals for my Clementine. Whatever. Oh, my darling Clementine, yeah, oh, get to the point. My darling Clementine, you are lost Damn, and gone, gone forever. forever. Dreadful sorry, Clementine. Yeah, Dreadful we know. Now, this is interesting. It says drove she ducklings. Now, the original one talks about taking horses, taking the horses every morning to the water just around nine so for some reason this new version are talking about ducklings but originally i guess maybe because they don't think nine-year-old kids can drive horses but coal miner she was actually driving horses to the water around nine every morning just at nine stubbed her toe against the splinter fell into the foaming she stubbed her toe into a splinter perhaps maybe a log or a stick, once again, we're trying to rhyme, and fell into the foamy brine, a.k.a. the river, that she was feeding the horses, for some reason, this new version, Feeding Ducks. Now, this is sung through the views of a third party, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't Clementine singing about herself. This is someone singing My Darling Clementine. Yeah, and that, by the way, is a box full of fish without tops. Okay. Right. <laughs> So she just fell into the river. Now, before we get to this next verse, we don't know the age of the author of said song. Maybe he was a peer. Maybe he was a brother. Maybe he was a father. Maybe he was an uncle. Who knows? Maybe a school teacher. We don't know. But. You are lost and gone forever. Dreadful song. 
know what's going on here? I think she's drowning. Ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles all soft and fine. So she was taking the horses to get water, fell into the river. Now she's drowning. So what does our poet do? What does our author of the song, the spectator, the person who's watching this happen? Watch her drown. I, but alas, I was no swimmer, so I lost. He wasn't a swimmer. Didn't know how to swim. Sorry, Clementine, you're on your fucking own. But alas, I was no swimmer, so I lost my Clementine. My Clementine. Didn't try to grab a log and offer a hand if I could. Maybe call for some other villagers to come save my Clementine. Sorry, Clementine, I'm not a swimmer. I'm too scared I am a puss. So you drowned at the age of nine. Sorry for your loss. But I made a cool song that lasted over 200 years. Hey. Oh my God. And so it goes on. Well, it's funny. I'm reading some, uh, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm down a wormhole right now. Actually, yeah, it is a wormhole, not even a rabbit hole. So some people say it's it's from an American folk song. Oh, my darling Clementine. Clementine had big feet. And well, size so, nine, as we saw. Yeah, and so no shoes. So I'm thinking Clementine may have been a little clumsy on her feet. Well, she tripped over a splinter. So because of her big ass feet, <laughs> she was walking, tripped over. A, but that doesn't mean you got to let the woman drown or the, the kid drown. And the, and the and so yeah, you know, a little inside ball. Why are we we picking songs like this? Because we can't get copyright. Well, well, not only that, but these are songs. Form. These were almost songs that were whistled, hummed, or sang in children's yes. musicals. These we learned these from Looney Tunes, which obviously in the forties were made for adults when they came home from work. I almost feel like I was sung it by our grandfather. Yes, we all know about Ring Around the Rosie, right? Yes, sir. It's about the great plague. Yeah. plague. Okay, so I just plague. I just Googled Ring Around the Rosie, and there's a YouTube video by Choo Choo, kind of trying to compete with Red Fawn, which is the people who do Baby Shark. And this is a cartoon on YouTube. For those of you who are young, maybe you're a young parent, maybe, maybe you don't know this. Ring Around the Rosie is about the Black Plague. See, when you got the plague, you had early signs. Yeah, the boobos. And you had uh, bad body odor, and so you would you would try to cover those up with any way you could. Now, you're poor. You couldn't afford perfumes and cologne. So, ring around the rosy. Pocket full of posies. That would be a ring around a red spot, almost like ringworm, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ring around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. The king has sent his daughter to fetch a pail of water, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. This looks like a, an updated version. Probably. I mean, but yes, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies. Actually, no, it was they did change it because it was originally ring around the rosies, pockets full of posies, ashes to ashes, ashes we, all we all fall, fall down. down. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So yeah, it was another one of these. Evidently, they figured that was too dark. Let's go ring around the rosy original lyrics. <laughs> Let's dig deep into this um, original lyrics. Let's try that. Uh, and of course, it brings a bunch of advertising. Where the hell's the lyrics at, fool? Uh, anyhow, this is where show prep would... This is where we need a producer. Uh, but yeah, the original one was about the plague. Speaking of the plague... 
depending on where you fall in the Twitter wars, some people are pretty upset today about Elon Musk. Twitter did sell to him for a cool $43 billion with a B. And some people are not too thrilled about it. You know what? Only people who aren't thrilled about it are people who want to censor free speech. When you got people like Don Lemon saying that, you know, to allow this to happen will actually cause harm and, you know, you'll lose the the First Amendment. I went on Twitter for the first time today in months and I saw a tweet from Trump. I saw a tweet from all these people are back up now. On Monday. back, bitches. (laughs) This is from The New Yorker. This is titled... Why Elon? Musk, oh, this is this is a. Uh, let me. Oh my God! I read so many articles that that are. They, they're, they're all they're, freaking they're, they're out. They're in fear, and it's like, come on, dude, it's free speech. Oh, but it'll be misinformation. That's because we got to be understanding enough to vet any article you see. Period. Yes, <sighs> a lot of people are stupid. Well, yeah, and, and I've been saying this for years. Look, I've been hosting a website since 2003. I could easily go on dhyphen.com right now, and put up a picture of me in a three-piece suit in front of a Florida lottery backdrop holding a lottery ticket saying I just won, you know, $38 billion in the lottery. doesn't make it fucking so. So just You'll get a lot of calls. Oh, yeah. But just because it's on the internet doesn't make it so, and people need to do their research. But, yeah, we won't get into the Elon Musk story. We just, trust me, people are freaking out. You can't believe this is happening. One of the tweets is false. Imagine what $43 billion could have done for the environment, to which someone replied like, Oh, Jesus Christ, those assholes. <laughs> like someone else replied like, Oh, I don't know, like maybe building electric cars. <laughs> he's already doing it. He's already. Which, he's, by the way, you know, the greenhouse gases and all the environmental harm produced by making those batteries is a whole other thing, but. Yeah, no. Let's um, let's talk about something we can all relate to, and that is the ever disappointing inventory of our friends over at Netflix. Carrie is getting very upset with Netflix because every time she goes on, the new releases are overdubbed, and they're from other foreign lands. Yes, we are getting a lot of outsourced material. And she's like, "What the hell is going on?" I said, "I know the answer to this. What the hell is going on?" Is Netflix used to be the only one in the crowd? So they had the ability to buy up licenses from every piece of property that had already been canceled and forgotten about. But now because cable TV is going away and satellite TV is going to go away and now every production house, every channel, every movie, every distribution center has their own streaming service, that means Netflix doesn't have access to an unlimited pool. And so all the... Paramount stuff's box. going on Paramount Plus. All the Universal stuff's going on CBS Plus. You got Disney Channel. You got every, all this stuff. And so where do they go? They go across the pond and they buy up all these foreign flicks that aren't owned by American movie houses. But it's also gotten to the point I was listening. I can't remember. And, and, and American actors are just fucking expensive. Well, that too. But I was listening to an interview a few weeks ago. I forget who it was, but he makes movies. And he, he made two comments. One was funny. He said, you know... Now is a good time to be a content creator who makes television shows and movies because there's plenty of platforms to sell your content to where no one will see them because there's so much competition. But the biggest problem, he said, they're facing in the television development and movie-making fields is in the past, you only had so many platforms, or even before the platforms, so many distribution centers. You wanted to make a show, you wanted to make a movie. You get some producers, you get some funding, you hire a cast, you go rent a soundstage, and you make a project. But the Netflixes, the Hulus, the um, Paramount Pluses of the world, 
and Disney Pluses and all them, the competition is getting so thick in this space that the Netflix of the world are renting out sound stages and then leaving them empty all year and not allowing anybody else to use them so that it prevents other people from making projects for other companies. So if you want to go to Georgia and pass, you'd go and rent the soundstage for six months to film your movie or your TV project. Oh, it's already rented out. It looks dead. Yeah. Nothing's being produced. They they're literally just renting out the space to prevent their competition from making fresh new content. With all that being said, Netflix cancels multiple shows amid huge subscriber loss. Netflix is canceling multiple shows and movies after a recent subscriber and financial problems. According to The Wrap, the streaming giant has pulled the plug on numerous in-development Netflix shows. The company's animation department has been hit hardest by the issues currently plaguing Netflix, which has suffered downturns in the market value and subscriber base since the turn of the year. On Friday, April 21st, reported that Netflix announced that they had lost 200 thousand subscribers since the beginning of 2022 and we're what four months into it Two hundred thousand subscribers they lost at what 19 dollars. i got an idea i know how we can counter this hold on the streaming company recently recent decision to pull out of russia over the war in ukraine cost seven hundred thousand subscribers although the loss was offset by ac- the acquisition of 500 new subscribers since the start of 2022 what's your solution to the problem we will raise the rates. Sounds good. Just like CNN, who has the worst ratings in free TV, they decided to launch a pay service and canceled it after 30 days because imagine that. No one's watching your free shit. No one's going to subscribe to your paywall shit. Even so, Netflix's recent subscribers drop-off is the largest the company has seen for a decade. And the streaming company estimates that it'll lose another 2 million paying customers before June of 2022. That's two months away for those of you not keeping track at home. News which led the company's market value plummeting by $50 billion per the BBC. The company's 9.8% year-to-year growth, according to its IQ22 shareholder letter, is Netflix's slowest quarterly growth since quarter one of 2021. Although Netflix- Got another idea. Okay. We could do uh, T-Mobile. Yep. T-Mobile pays for... Uh... This is why I have it still. T-Mobile pays for a good chunk of that that uh, monthly subscription, unless you've got the H- UHD streaming, which then you get the offset. So I think we're at like seven bucks, but maybe we can build it into the TV, build the price into the cost of the TV, and say you get free Netflix for a year. Ooh, I got an idea. I just talked to the guys in the server department. Yeah. It turns out that there's user accounts that are being logged in from four different states simultaneously. So it appears that people are sharing their accounts. So let's crack down on that and cancel Wait. those accounts. That ought to boister people People actually up. share? As it reckons with the first loss of subscribers in over a decade, plus a huge slump in the vacation of its, sh- I'm sorry, in the valuation of its shares, Netflix has seamlessly moved to proactively combat further financial instability, and that means cancelable multiple in-development projects. Per the Raps report, Netflix director of created leadership and development of the original animation, Phil Ryda, was let go alongside many of his staff earlier this week. According to Bloomberg, Netflix is also in the midst of restructuring its engineering department to create senior and junior roles for its employees. 
Given the initial upheaval, Bloomberg also claims that the former and current Netflix employees believe that the streamer, I'm sorry, believe that the streamer could lose some of its best creative influences on its staff. The talent, I'm sure if you walked into Netflix, this is another one of those places that has like foosball tables and arcades and you can just work as you feel People you need. People work like three hours of the eight a day. The talent yeah. drain would surely impact development on the most popular shows and movies. Not only that, but the streaming giant also canceled many of its in-house animated projects, including the adaptation of uh, Roll Dolls, The Twist, a highly anticipated animated series based on Jeff Smith's beloved comic book series, Bone, plus uh, Lauren Faust, Toil and Trouble, where the other productions unceremoniously dumped by the streamer since the news, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but just in a week away, Netflix series has been dismissed. Netflix movies, including Bright 2, the sequel to Will Smith's Boy, <laughs> starring fantasy flick. There may be awesome other reasons that one got canceled. Boy, who knew Will Smith was a dick? Did you hear that interview with uh, Paul Rodriguez? The comedian, not. not the skateboarder. So, hold on, let me pull up the his name son, here. by the way. It is his son, and he was talking about how he feels bad that he didn't support his son's skateboarding career, and now he lives. He said, to me, skateboarders were 30-year-olds living in their parents' house smoking weed. He said, now I live in my kid's house smoking weed. Um, let's see, what was it? Um, Mohammed Ali's um, corner doctor. What the hell was his name? Corner man. Basically, Will Smith did that Muhammad Ali movie, right? Yes. And it was huge. Yep. Um, and there was a doctor, somebody in his camp, I for, forgive me, I don't remember the name, but there was a Cuban gentleman in his camp who was had a huge impact on Muhammad Ali's career. He was like the doctor who fixed him up in the corners and all that. Paul Rodriguez got signed to play that role. Mm-hmm. Shaved his head, had six hours of makeup every day. Um, hold on. Muhammad Ali movie. Paul Rod- Paul, not Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what's the skater's name? Oh man, I'm spacing it. I just said it. Yeah. Um, what's comedian right? Anyhow, the comedian got picked to play the dude's role, and they flew down to. All over, they even went to, I think, South America to shoot scenes. And the real doctor showed up, like, at 85. And was shit-faced drunk. And I guess Will Smith had a lot of clout. I don't know if he was the executive producer on it. But he got in a drunken fight with Will Smith to the point where the cops had to drag him out. The real guy, not Paul Rodriguez, the real guy. And apparently the real guy started throwing racial slurs around, this, that, and the other thing. To the point where Will Smith was so pissed, he went to the director of the movie and said, hey, we're going to remove this fucker from history. Which sadly affected Paul Rodriguez. Long story short, Will Smith, I guess maybe being a method actor or maybe the fact that Paul Rodriguez looks so much like this guy in the six hours a day where the makeup he had to do, that they cut all his lines. Will Smith said some racist shit to him. And this is all in an interview you can do with Adam Kroll. You can go listen to and basically, they're like in Africa filming a scene, and they're I think at Nelson Mandela's like luncheon, and so, and like Will said something to him like you know hey you better watch out you're far away from 
home. There's no one like you around. Basically saying you're the only Mexican on this continent. You better watch your ass. But apparently, Will Smith, according to Paul Rodriguez, was so upset by the way the real guy treated him that Will Smith directed that ire towards Paul Rodriguez, who was playing him in the fucking movie, to... After working on this movie for like eight months, doing six hours with the makeup, they he literally does not have a speaking line in the movie. It was all cut out, and it's insane. So, and because he, he said that when he was watching the Oscars and saw Will Smith slap Chris, I would say Kid Rock. You know that face, that that snarky look he had on his face when he kind of hitched up his pants. Yeah, he said when he saw that face, he had flashbacks to when he was making that movie. He said he saw that look on his face. Every so day the, on the film set. The, the switch has been flipped face, huh? Yeah, but he said he, he just, he said when he saw that look on his face, he just had flashbacks, almost like PTSD. I mean, who would think that we'd go from the Will Smith slap to Mike Tyson's punching a dude in the back of the plane? Which, by the way, that guy's from, I guess, Florida. Yeah, he hired Morgan and Morgan. Fuck the people. <laughs> yeah, he heard, Funny he hired, if he, he hired the Greek guy. Well, he hired John Morgan's law firm. Yeah, well, it sounds like if you watch the whole video, that dude was pretty much agging him on. Yeah, asking, egging him on. I mean, come he on, had, dude. he had he had it coming to him. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, we're talking about sometimes you got to do your research. Isn't it always funny how the science community put a lot of give and take, you if you will, into explanations and distance? Saw this potentially scary headline, Gordon. Potentially hazard asteroid twice the size of the Empire State Building will, this is the word he used, skim past Earth on Thursday, NASA says. Holy fuck. Let me guess the distance will be somewhere between us and Mars. A potentially hazardous asteroid twice, twice the size of the Empire State Building will skim, fucking skim, past the Earth. On Thursday, this coming How Thursday, many millions we of could miles. all be dead by Friday because this fucking thing's going to skim, skim. Skim past the Earth. Skim like you're skimming a pool. That the course. asteroid name 418135, because why not, has an estimated diameter between uh, 1,150 and 2,650 feet. For those of you across upon us, 350 to 780 meters. It dropped on Russia. And will break into Earth's orbit. Okay. Skim! Breaking Earth's orbit. Now, are we talking about our At a orbit? blistering speed of 23,300 miles per hour. This is happening Thursday. It's going to skim past the Earth at 23,300 miles per hour. Or 33,400 kilometers per hour for those you across the pond. We like freedom twelfths. I'm not making this up. Thankfully, the asteroid was expected to skim. Skim past the Earth without any risk of impact. Skim. Skim. At its closest point of skimming, the asteroid traveling more than 30 times the speed of sound is going to skim past the Earth on Thursday. We'll come about 2 million miles. <laughs> skim! Well, I guess that's skimming in space miles. Ladies, if you ever date a gentleman working for NASA and he tells you he has a large cock, keep that in mind because skimming to him is 20... is uh. Two million miles. <laughs> That's two point three million kilometers for those across the pond, so which is roughly eight times the average distance between Earth and the Moon. It may sound like a big gap, but I assure you, it's skim. So yeah, so whenever you see headlines like 
a asteroid three times the size of the Empire State Building is going to skim past the Earth on Thursday. Don't let your kids stay up all night freaking out. No reason to have a prayer circle. No reason to donate all your money Don, to the church. But Don, that's how we got. We got to have these headlines so we can make money for our advertisers and we can get eyes on the articles. NASA scientist uh, version of skim is two million miles. <laughs> And by the way, that's in paragraph three on this website. So by then, you've already seen one, two, three, oh, four, you've already, your eyes is glazed five, over six. Before you got to the distance, you've already seen. Right? Let's see, Samsung's deals for your budget, the most realistic, realistic PC game of 2022, an advertisement for iDrive. Boy, this isn't this isn't aimed towards me at all. <laughs> I used to sell iDrive for 18 years, but yeah, skim, skim. Yeah. So that's where yeah. we're at with that. Before we get to the news, how long are we into this? Eh, we need to probably get yeah, the news. news time. Remind yeah. me next week to um, explain Skim. the story about how I was mistakenly ID'd for another young man in Rickenbacker uh, Steeplechase neighborhood in third grade and how I had the police called on me and dragged out of class because I skimmed past the neighbor's I don't, house. I don't remember this story. Well, we have time if you want me to go. No, we'll save it for next eh, week. Just remind me. A mistaken, mistaken... I, I don't remember anybody you looked like, so that'll be interesting. Well, it had to do with a haircut and a jacket. We'll just say that. A haircut mm -hmm. and a jacket. Two bits. Skim! Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Now that I've blown the AirPods out of your ear and sockets, Gordon, how are you? Skim! Better than this man from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, Rittenhouse? Have you ever been to the dentist? Yeah, what is oh, your, well, what is your thought to the dentist? Uh, depends thinking, on the nurse. Right in the house, dentist. <laughs> Hold on. <sighs> anyway. You've taken a routine trip to the dentist, haven't you? Yep. I had a dentist. Uh, my, my routine trip's twice a year. I had a dentist in uh, Buena Park, California. Well, that dentist may be, have a lot in common with this dentist. Well, I had a dentist in Morning Park, California, who would schedule me at 5.30 after I got off work, but, but would be in such a hurry to get home that she couldn't be bothered to wait for the uh, Novocaine to kick in. Yep. So she just keeps shooting me up until three days later. I broke out in hives and then he did the dentist math and I got sent home from work because apparently, apparently people in California don't experience uh, growing up with uh, poison ivy as we do in the Midwest. <laughs> And so they thought I had poison ivy, freaked the fuck out, and sent me home. Then it was a day later. I was Just like, oh. I'm saying, no, it's poison sumac. And then um, when I started to get a huge blood blister from the lip clamp that she oh, used, shit, like now this, they think you got AIDS or something. Because she had to get to my crooked canine tooth because I was too cool for braces in school, even though they, dad wanted to give them to me. I said no. So it was all. Oh. You actually turned down braces? Yeah, because same reason I turned down going to CCAD in the summertime because I had better shit to do. Oh, skateboarding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I got the big blood blister from the lip clamp she used to hold my lip, I was like, oh, yeah, she shot me up like four times with Novocaine because she was in a hurry. That's what this rash is from. Well, a routine trip to the dentist oh, real was quick, anything fun. but normal. Oh, dear God. So that was the first dental insurance I had. So I was 21. I lost my insurance at 18 when I graduated high school and didn't go to college. When living in the H-I-L-L-T-O-P, as Gordon previously mentioned, I had a Looking bad tooth. Looking down on the bottoms. I had a bad tooth. Nose. I had a tooth that rotted away straight down to the root that I would Ew. literally scream and cry in pain at night 
Fast forward to two years later when the root's well, good, and dead. This lady sees us. She goes, oh, Jesus, she got to be in pain. And quickly wrote me a prescription for Vicodin. Little did I know, little did she know, the root had done died by that point. But I did not turn down that prescription. How did you not have bad breath and halitosis? Oh, I don't know. I think it was all the cigarettes and beer back then. That was when I lived with Brad when I was in a rock band, so. You know how many yeah. rotten teeth I've had? I don't know. None. So far. I could brush my teeth every 28 minutes, every day of the year, and still have a cavity. Gordon could not brush his teeth for 30 years. And 14 years I mean, it took from the dentist. Yeah. Well, now I'm getting cavities. So, Anywho, the routine trip to the dentist was anything but normal for this person. After an Illinois man inhaled the dentist drill bit and had to go to the hospital to get it removed last he in, month. He inhaled the drill. How do you inhale yeah. a drill? Well, we're going to find out. Tom Josie. Otherwise known 60. as the bass. Fucked <laughs> yeah, up in his mouth it. and just sucked it in. Uh, said that he was at a dentist getting his tooth filled when he swallowed a tool. That's right. If you're playing at home, he only has like one. Joke. He only has one. Yeah. Well, he likes to swallow tools, or he, he did anyway. That's why it's called a toothbrush, not a teethbrush. He really probably should have hit that. Anyway, it didn't really, uh, f he said he really didn't feel it going down. That's what she said. And all I felt He did it cough. again. Caused trouble. Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. He's an asshole, sir. I have been feeling a little mentally ill lately. Asshole. Anyway, major asshole. When they did a CT scan. I know that. Realized, oh, Jesus Christ. You didn't swallow it. You inhaled it. The doctors believe that Josie inhaled just before he coughed, sending a one-inch bit into his lungs. So it wasn't the whole drill. He didn't have like the, the power cable no. hanging out of no. his throat. As, as I said, it was the bit. Come on, man. You know, you know your tools. But that would still be... Malpractice what? because that means the bit wasn't securely fastened to said drill. Why can't shit like that happen to me? Why can't I get a money check because somebody's you, you're lucky you'd fucking croak? Um, Dr. Abdul Ariz at the Aurora Medical Center in Kenosha, Wisconsin, said the bit was so deep that normal scope. How deep could not was it? it? Deep enough that a normal scope couldn't reach it. Josie said that he told that if he couldn't be taken out part of his lung would have to be removed oh, so imagine going to a dentist to get a routine mo filling. money mo money all of a sudden you're in the hospital with the possibility of part of your lung going away yeah we know somebody so uh they tried this uh, the uh aries the doctor and his medical team tried a newer device in an attempt to remove the object one that's designed for Early detection of cancer no i don't want to state the obvious i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical physician but did they at least try an inversion table. Flip that son of a bitch upside down and shake it out. Or flip him over. Actually, you're onto something except have him face down on the inversion table. Face and down. Whack him in the back up. like he's That's choking. That's the way on we like to. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I wasn't going down that road. You're the sicko. But hey, he swallowed a tool. Anyway, uh, video scan showed that the medical team was able to navigate the arrow narrow way. Arrow narrow ways. Narrow airways, thank you, Scotch, and coffee. 
reached the drill bit and they were peace and they were able to pull it out without harming the gentleman. Of course, he was never so happy when he opened up his eyes and saw him, the doctor smiling under that mask, shaking a little plastic container with that bit in it. Three weeks later, he walked to the mailbox and got a bill for $330,000 after insurance. So as, moving on to the next story, as goes Las Vegas and some previous stories. Somebody in Florida said, hey, Las Vegas. Hold my beer. Hold my joint. Nope. Deputies, according to deputies, Florida bride out of Longwood, not Shortwood, California, but Longwood, California, a 42-year-old Florida bride and her 31-year-old caterer are accused of serving food laced with marijuana to unsuspecting guests at a wedding reception. Now, he read that a little Surprise! quick. Surprise! He, he read that a little quick. It wasn't the bride and the groom. It was the bride and the caterer. I'm thinking they were in cahoots. Someone had some bad professional decision-making going on. A couple of somebodies. Well, the bride's one thing. If this person's a professional caterer, you would know better because that's going to affect your future business. But continue. The woman was arrested Monday following an investigation by the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. Do what now? Seminole County Sheriff's. Isn't there a big guitar hotel out there somewhere? Yeah, the Seminole Casino. Well, hold on. Let me see if I can remember my cue. (laughs) Are you allowed to do this? Hey, they never paid me back then. I always thought it was a great tagline, but hey, huh. Pardon our dust while we build the new Simmel Casino Hotel in Immokalee. That's right. Why come out to stay when you can stay? Oh, shit. What was Why come out to play when you... When you Why come, come out, out for a day when you can stay and play? And you know, the Simmel Casino in Immokalee in Florida. Damn, I can't believe I forgot that. Was that is that the Hard Rock Casino? No, there is a Simmel uh, Hard Rock Casino in Lake Orlando. Why, I'm letter why just right? stay the day when you can... Stay and play. I don't know. I, I like wrote some tagline off the fly and it. I wish I would have bought it. Yeah. The money. Anyway. I know. I do know that on an episode of Letter Kenny, he, he made fun of the Florida Seminoles, but made it sound like semen. Um, well, that's because the Florida Seminoles is the college team. Yep. Anyway, both women. So it was a 42 year old bride and a female. Why stay the day when you can stay the night at the new Seminole Casino Hotel in Immokalee? There you go. It's only been four years. Come on, you got claps? Come on. Yeah. You know, we had claps, and we had big claps and little claps. You need like a... a, Oh, so we had this? No, I'm sorry. And then we had... That's it. That's it right there. And then when they get really excited... Thank you, thank you, no, thank you. As we move on with this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast, ADHD News Special. Hello, nurse. Is that a cat or a dog? Oh, that's a cat. Anyway, investigators, uh, both women were charged with tampering, culpable negligence, and delivery of marijuana, <laughs> and later bonded out of jail. Now, Inves- this reminds me of the other story where the people at the... Shami hut or whatever it was claimed to get That's Thai food, dude. Come on. Curry curry. <laughs> yeah, they got some he they did got it had again. some yeah. caused trouble. Hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Not yes, Tim curry, troublesome either. people are often people in- But as I said then and I'll say now, I don't get these people who want to unknowingly spike people because even though it's medically legal here, it's not any cheaper. 
How much money at this wedding did you spend on weed to shoving people's food without their knowledge? Well, and then like here, it's same, the same thing, right? It's actually recreational out here, and ain't no cheaper. It. It's more expensive with the taxes. Yeah. Anyway, see, I never, I never understood that about the Dare program. Dare program. It's all based on peer pressure. If you don't it's, take it's, my expensive drugs, I'm gonna get mad at you. No, it's if you don't take my expensive drugs, fine. It's more for me, you pussy. So anyhow, go ahead. Investigators said in the rest affidavit, 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 the guest began feeling ill, which you take your eye, during the February nineteenth event at the club in Longwood, which is actually located near Orlando. Longwood. The report says that thirty to forty people did attend the event. Several people who said they felt stoned. That's at least an ounce, right? Were taken into the hospital for treatment. Uh, I'm sure if we get Nick on here, he could tell you how this is all done. Yeah, the arrest down. report says several tested positive for THC, which I'm not going to explain what it is. If you don't know now, you well, it, it was. I it. thought it was Delta Eight, and that's legal here in Florida. The psychoactive, the psychoactive compound in marijuana, mm-hmm. a or cannabis, as they call it out here. A detective wrote in the uh, report that guests said that they have not been warned about the laced food. You know, shit, they were trying to slip you a Mickey. Mm-hmm. And one told the deputies that he's having a hard time operating his cell phone. <laughs> Others said they felt paranoid and high. I don't know what was in this food, but man, it's taking me back to my college days. <laughs> Another guest told deputies that they were feeling stoned, asked the bride if cannabis was in the food, and she was told yes by the Fried with the Cheshire grin. Mm-hmm. Samples of the food, including chocolate-covered strawberries, pudding shot desserts, and lasagna were collected and later tested positive for THC. So not only was it one item, there's at least three items there. They made sure that they covered the crowd well. Mm-hmm. And another Florida story. And another Florida woman out of Cocoa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Threatened to bomb a hungry son's school. Oh, that's smart. A woman has been arrested months after threatening to blow up her son's high school unless cafeteria workers started giving him more food. People are dumb. Picture of this kid, according to officials. My son's hungry. He's only fifty pounds heavier than he's supposed to be. You know, because the shrinkflation, them bag of chips that we buy him ain't got enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that is almost the best thing that can happen to our country right now is shrinkflation. And people are bitching about it. But that's a different story for a different time. Mm-hmm. Because this is the ADHD episode of the podcast. So, the threat was left back in... When was the last time I heard that song? First concert that wasn't a local band. Hold on. But he really hates people who color outside the lines. Outside the lines. Yep. That's what you call having a Methodist coloring book. Mm-hmm. Don't color Baptist outside the lines. coloring book, too, probably. Yeah. For those what about a Greek coloring book? Oh, they color outside the lines all the time. It don't matter. Um, a lot of marble in that book. Yeah, I've never heard a noisier crowd than Greeks in church. You know how, like, it was supposed to be quiet, quiet in church? Mm-hmm. Oh, motherfuckers are always whispering, coming and going. It's a mess. Anyway... The threat was left February 3rd in a voicemail to Coca High School 
on Florida's Atlantic Coast. So it's not a it's not an elementary kid. That's good. It's not an intermediate. I think that's what they're called now. Middle or middle school kid. It was a high school kid. The 41 year old woman was arrested on Wednesday. Wait a second. That would have been last week. Interesting. The other bride was 42. Um, Something happens to women in Florida in their early 40s. The 41-year-old woman was arrested on Wednesday and charged with making a false bomb threat. Doops. And disruption of a school. You know, we had a bomb threat when I was in high school. Oh, we had a great one. We'll save that for next week, too. Yeah. Bomb threats at school. I yep. got a doozy. Yeah. Grove City was, you know, especially a, a nice town, but we Ooh, had some that reminds shenanigans me. afoot. Bomb threat at school plus S-C-H-O. Wendy's. <laughs> oh, shit. We had one probably, Wendy's. You probably worked with the dude. Anyway. Now, uh, just a little, just a little um, preview. The Wendy's bomb threat happened five times in one week, and it happened right when Ellen came out of the closet. More next week on the What's In Your Head podcast. That's called a teaser. She did not leave her name in the voicemail, but the schooler's caller ID recorded the number. Should have had one of them scam block. Oh, speaking of that, that's Star 67 still works. We just did it the other day when the internet went out at the office and we had to call customers via our cell phones. Staff members at the school listened to the message the next morning and contacted the COCA police. The school was evacuated, but no weapons or explosives or devices were found. Investigators located the woman's phone number in the school records and... A resource officer confirmed that their child had gotten into an argument on February 3rd with a cafeteria worker because he wanted more food. (laughs) One pizza ain't enough. Nope. Mexican pizza. The state's attorney office had filed paperwork ordering the woman's arrest on April 7th. Officials did arrest her this Wednesday, or last Wednesday. So, God, you could go a lot of places with people. Uh, Anyway. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, this is a very woman-centric I just realized it, and I do apologize. But this one's coming out of Kalinsky, Washington. Where's that? I don't know, but it's spelled Q-U-I-L-C-E-N-E. Gotcha. Quilcene. Sounds like a cheap drug. You get Dollar General. You know how people accidentally drop their, their phone in the toilet? Yes, it's usually women, and that's because they put it in their back pocket and they forget about it, and then when they pull it on their pants to do their pee-pee thing, it falls into the toilet. Well, this woman decided to... Imagine if we had a, a cell phone and a, a uh, forest service outhouse. Nice. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of oh. an outhouse in a national oh. forest... Uh. Let that one fell go. in while trying to retrieve it. No, you let that go. Huh? You let that one go. Did I? No, yes. w- no. When you drop your phone into a porta john oh, or yeah, it's ha- gone. you let that go. Kind of like when I got my hook snagged in a dead alligator on Lake Okeechobee, I just let it go. I cut the line and cut okay. my losses. Yes, I know that phone's probably like three thousand dollars these days, but you gotta let it go. <sighs> well, she did have to be. She tried to retrieve it, and thus probably was uh, ass up, legs out. Now she needs a tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's probably going to need more than a tetanus shot. Yeah. But she did have to get rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Brion Fire Ch- Deputy Chief Tim Manley <laughs> said that uh, the woman, the who was on the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest, which is located northwest of Seattle, had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. Let me guess, she had it on her leg. Mm-hmm. 
according to, and she probably had it on speakerphone too. Ladies, quit using fucking speakerphones. Dudes too. Yeah, dudes too. I don't want to hear your conversations. By the way, think about the person on the other end of the phone because everything sounds like garbage. Manly said that she uh, disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes, not one, but plural, Hey, I need to try to get the phone and eventually use the leash to tie herself off as she reached for it. Now, I will give her credit. It wasn't just blind reaching. She actually put thought into this. Kiss me where it smells funny. I mean, what would you do with that phone? It's gone. Would you just automatically take it back to the store? No, what you do is you go put it in a bag of rice and dry it some bitch out. And then you call in a warranty call and just go ahead and send it in? You'd have to. <laughs> then they pull the battery out and they see the little pH stick because they have those little pH tapes in there so they can tell if it got water on it. It's going to be all brown and it's going to be well, corn Well, what if it's a newer phone like ours, which is waterproof up to three feet? You know, it's funny. You read the specs where it says waterproof up to three feet, but you go talk to the guy in the store and they'll still say, no, sir, it's water resistant. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she her effort did fail and she did fall into the toilet head first. The woman was alone and tried to get out of said toilet for 10 to 15 minutes. That's How deep was this toilet? Time. Haven't you ever been to a national... Think of state That's park. true. I guess they have that many people coming. They that fucker is like hole. 10 feet deep, you know? Um, and for those of you playing the home game who don't know, who've never had one. But what's also, interesting. There's also lime in there. <laughs> in that 10 to 15 minutes, she was reunited with her phone and then called 911. Which means she either, well. So that's going to be on the ep- next episode of either 911 or 911. So. Now, as somebody who kayak fishes with a cell phone, the slightest drop of water gets on that screen. It thinks you're touching it, and it does all kinds oh, yeah. of silly shit. Imagine how long it takes to wipe that screen off to get it, her thumbprint to unlock. Or she's probably going, <laughs> putting it against her face. Time. Yeah, so uh, she came out uninjured. And one last story for the day. Yep. Oklahoma panel says that a candidate is not allowed to be called the Patriot. Oh. Oklahoma City, a Republican lawmaker who wanted to refer to himself as the, the Patriot. Patriot, on the ballot cannot use that nickname, according no. to the Oklahoma Election Board. The man, de- the board decided Monday that the term limited state representative Sean Roberts can still run for Al- Oklahoma labor commissioner, but he can't refer to himself by that nickname on the ballot. What was the name again? The, the Patriot. Patriot. I'm actually surprised more people haven't tried to pull this one off. Mm -hmm. Um, Oklahoma election rules allow candidates to use a nickname if it's a name the candidate is generally known by or does business using the nickname. The Patriot. Robert's opponent, Republican Labor Commissioner Leslie Osborne. So this is... Republican on Republican crime. Yep. Says there's no evidence that Roberts is actually known as the, the Patriot. Patriot. Sir, you are by no means a Patriot. You didn't even she, serve in this man's army. She pointed out in her petition to the board that Roberts appeared on the ballot in seven successive elections as Kevin Sean Robert or Sean Roberts and mm-hmm. not the Patriot. Roberts said in a statement he's considering appealing. The board's decision, dude, quit while you're ahead. No, also this is Monday, free publicity for him. 
The board rejected a petition by a Democratic U.S. Senate candidate, Jason Bollinger. To be called to the Socialist. Democratic <laughs> opponent. Now we got party on party crime within Madison Horn removed from the ballot. Bollinger allowed, alleged Horn's candidacy declaration was incomplete. The two are seeking the Democratic nomination in the U.S. Senate race for the seat currently held by Republican U.S. Senator James Lankford. It's amazing how people within the same party will eat their own. Like uh, the last well, once the primaries. election, and then all of a sudden, yep. oh, we didn't mean any of that. That was just fun uh, tomfoolery. That is all I have for the news this fine Tuesday evening, April the 26th, 2022. This episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to you by our friends at Nowhere. That's right. We have no sponsors. If you want to sponsor the What's in Your Head podcast or any of the other podcasts here on the Digital 410 Network, send us an email at info at d-410.com. But if you want to support the show in the meantime, you can do so a couple of ways. One, you can head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on the Patreon link and sign up. It's a dollar a month if you kind of like us. It's three fifty a month if you really like us. If you're full-blown Winnie Cooper and you like us, like us, sign up for the Long Arms Deep Pocket Plan. It's $7.50 a month. After month two, you'll get yourself a fancy free T-shirt from our store. Now, if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, you don't want to buy a T-shirt, which you can also do from our website by clicking on the merch link, that's fine. We get it. Hey, money's tight. Times are hard. Here's your goddamn Christmas card. We get it. Best way you can support the show. Doesn't cost you a dime, quarter, nickel, or a penny. What was that? That's right. All you have to do to support the show is share us with a friend. Say, hey, check out this podcast. You might kind of like it. So that's the best way you can support the show if you don't want to, you know, Sign up for Patreon or buy a T-shirt or, more importantly, or just as important, head over to YouTube.com, look up Digital 410 and Analog 410 if you don't mind, and like and subscribe and watch some of our videos. We need some video views so that we can get our beaks wet off of the advertisement that YouTube is already playing on our stuff. But I want to thank you on behalf of myself and Gordon. We will talk to you all next Tuesday on another episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. But hey. Got A on the paper anyway. I'm way too fat to get a dick. I'm way too black to graduate. I'm way too white for rap to tolerate. They want to hate. They want to tell me what to do. If I listen, then I lose. Freedom. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>